People always do that. Did you hear that? Britney Spears. Oh my God. No, it's not Britney. But I mean, it, it, it does beg the question, what has gone wrong with young Hollywood? Honest to God, what is the problem? Yeah. yeah. Juicy sweatsuits, doing lines in the restroom. All y'all dressed to impress. Hello and welcome to season three of Late Do You Remember This? A podcast where we look back on all the stories from Hollywood's best worst decade, the early 2000s. A time in history when America found out that with a trust fund, a sex tape, and a dream, you too could become a star. As always, I'm your host, Dara Lane. Last week, we opened the season with an interview episode where I spoke with the illustrious Troy McKeady about our early aughts punk rock prom queen, Ashley Simpson. Together, we gave a sweeping overview of some key moments in her life in the early 2000s. But today, we'll get into the gritty details of an underappreciated artiste whose career was unfairly cut short due to the media's demonization of a young woman. Now, I know Ashley has said specifically, if you want my auto, want my autobiography, baby, just ask her. And normally, I respect the expressed wishes of others. Consent's important, y'all. But today, I feel like I have to take this on myself in the spirit of a movement. Let's get the ball rolling on hashtag Ashley2020. No, I don't want her to be president. Well, I guess I do, but only in the context of, like, I'd rather a sentient dishrag be president over what we've got going on right now. Not to say that Ash is a sentient dishrag. I don't want Ashley to be president because I highly doubt there's a recording studio on Air Force One. We need our baby making music in 2020. She doesn't have time to figure out climate change in between writing her next big banger. So... Bear with me as I spew some hardcore Simpson propaganda. It's about to get North Korean in here, honey. Our unauthorized biography begins in 1987, when a three-year-old Ashley Simpson begins dance lessons in her home state of Texas. She and her older sister Jessica were always putting on shows for their parents and guests, a detail that's not interesting because that's literally what every professional performer offers to journalists, as if it's a savory insight into their childhood. The following clip is Jessica and Ashley talking about their childhood with a correspondent from The End, the channel that used to air Degrassi in the U.S. Now it's time to take a peek into the lives of the Simpsons sisters, Jessica and Ashley. Just do us a favor, okay? Don't ever ask these two which ones showed more potential when they were growing up. I mean, you want to see the definition of humble and gracious? Check this out. When we were younger, Ashley was definitely the one that everybody thought would be a huge entertainer because, I mean, she was dancing by the time she was one and a half. Yeah, but you were, every time you'd open your voice, it was just like everybody was like, Yes, the Simpson household was one that was always full of dancing and singing. I'm sure they were just like little Gyllenhaals south of the Mason-Dixon, but blonde and less moody. From the beginning, Jessica was the singer, performing at church and in local musical theater productions, while Ashley was the dancer. 
Each sister had their specific talent. Let's say, hypothetically, Ashley and Jessica saw in the Waco Register that there was an open call for a regional production of Bye Bye Birdie. Ashley would attend the audition for dancers who can sing, while Jessica would wait for the call for singers who can move. I don't know if you can tell by that reference, but yes, I do have some experience and know-how when it comes to local musical theater. This perspective will color some of my opinions on Ashley later in part two, so hold on to your goddamn socks. Anyway, as Ashley was studying dance, Jessica was being groomed by her father, Papa Joe Simpson, to become a Christian singer. Of course, we know that her secular music career did not take off due to her big tits. Jessica's just naturally a sexy girl. She's like, you know, got a Pamela Anderson body without anything plastic. Unfortunately, in the Christian business, if you are well-endowed, voluptuous, shapely, that's almost a bad thing because somehow it's got to be sinful. Meanwhile, as Papa Joe put his energy into pivoting Jessica towards pop stardom, Ashley continued to study dance, eventually getting accepted into the prestigious School of American Ballet, which I'm sure some of you Ashley heads out there have heard that apparently at 13 years old, she was the youngest person ever accepted into the school, which seems fishy. Do you people think that's true? I know I'm supposed to be answering the questions for you, but I didn't get into this podcast to dip my toe into investigative journalism. I wasn't about to cold call some dance school in New York to find out this info because no one's paying me and I don't like using the telephone. This potential fact was brought up by the E! True Hollywood story about Jessica, Ashley, and Joe, which I could only recall from memory because I couldn't find that episode anywhere. I tried to do some very cursory digging, and a ballet message board confirmed my suspicion. Ahem. A dramatic reading. On August 9th, 2005, senior message board member Georgia asks, I was watching this TV show on Famous Sisters, I think. There was a voiceover talking about Jessica and Ashley Simpson. It said Ashley Simpson was the youngest student ever admitted to, quote, the prestigious School of American Ballet, unquote. That was kind of weird. Do they have a minimum age requirement for admittance? And if so, why would they make an exception for Ashley Simpson? Her mother and father are extremely pushy stage parents. Could that be it? Hans, Emerald-level message board member, replies on the same day. According to SAB's admissions policy, one must be at least eight years old to attend. End reading. Okay, this particular tidbit and whether it's true or not means nothing and makes no difference, but honestly, upon further reflection, it makes no sense at all that this could be the case. But either way, she did definitely go to this school at the not-at-all-young-for-a-ballerina age of 13, and she attended alongside another singer-songwriter, Miss Vanessa Carlton. Ugh, I, I'm sorry, maybe she was the youngest person from Texas? Could that be it? Sorry, this is of no consequence, and I am moving on. Okay, so, she moves to New York to live by herself in a dorm in New York City at 13, 14 years old, which is a very tender age to live by yourself in a big city so close to a 1990s Jeffrey Epstein. 
But as we've established, not a very tender age if you're learning ballet because your career is already half over. I imagine this is where some feelings of neglect in Ashley were stoked. She probably wanted to go to this school, but I'm also willing to bet that her parents didn't put up much of a fight when presented with the option to send her to a boarding school in New York while they were busy carting Jessica around to Kids Incorporated callbacks. But all this fodder would one day give her the inspiration to write Shadow, her song about, you guessed it, living in the shadow of her famous sister Jessica. After two years studying in New York, Ashley was allegedly given the opportunity to study dance in Russia at the world-famous Kirov Ballet, but then Joe finally put his foot down and wouldn't let her go. I say allegedly because the only place where I saw this information is in one of those paperback unauthorized biographies one would likely buy at a scholastic book fair. In middle school, I never questioned the journalistic integrity of those books, but now I have a very discerning eye for the truth. Instead of running away to Mother Russia, Joe moved the whole family to Los Angeles so he could take Jessica's career to the next level. Ashley wasn't too disappointed, it seems. Ever since I was like 11 years old, I would always tell my dance teacher, I was like, I'm moving to LA and I'm going to make my album. Maybe even cut something here. And in the meantime, she was able to begin performing with Jessica as a backup dancer. But not like one of the two other dancers and single ladies kind of backup dancer. Like one of 13 or so other backup dancers dressed in all black in the last 20 seconds of the irresistible video backup dancer. Jessica was the star, but Ashley had enough talent to carry herself in these professional spaces alongside her sister. However, she was still completely overlooked. They were just like the sisters in A League of Their Own. And that's the name of our episodes, ladies and germs. Yes, they were the Dottie and Kit of the early 2000s. Like Kit, though Ashley was often eclipsed by her older sister, she still had the capabilities to make it to the World Series. Hey friends, no, this is not an ad for a meal subscription service. I don't think you need a cardboard box full of pre-portioned ingredients to cook dinner because you're too stupid to measure stuff out on your own. Other podcasters might think so, but not me. No, I just wanted to cut in during this act break to beg you to rate, review, subscribe, and share this podcast. I'll say it again at the very end of this podcast, but I'm not too stupid to know that there's no way you listen through the credits of this podcast. Anyway, it really helps grow this podcast, so if you have a second, I'd really appreciate a little five-star clicky-clicky. Now back to the show. So while Ashley starts backup dancing for Jessica, she also embarks on an acting career. In 2001, she does an episode of Malcolm in the Middle. Then she plays Monique in the Rob Schneider movie The Hot Chick, even though Ashley does not look anything like a Monique, no offense. Jessica, you look great! Are you doing something different? Or just hanging out with skankier friends? (laughs) Wow, Bianca, you look really good too. Um... Are you eating less or just barfing more? (laughs) 
barfing more. Did you hear that raspy little punchline? That's our girl. After that, she lands a pretty big break as a recurring character on Seventh Heaven. Papa Joe was managing Ashley at this point and was doing a great job making a big introduction of the next star of the Simpson family. On the WB Monday, check out Seventh Heaven's Ashley Simpson. Your family is like family to me. She's Jessica Simpson's little sister. Surprise! Teen People says watch out. This young star will be big in 2004. Seventh Heaven. To me, that doesn't sound like run-of-the-mill Hollywood nepotism. This was a whole targeted marketing push. Surely getting Ashley on the show was a strategic move on the show's part to get it some extra publicity in its later years. Side note, did you realize Seventh Heaven ran for 11 seasons? That's too many seasons. It's too many seasons for that show if it wasn't starring a pedophile playing a pastor, but it was a show starring a pedopastor. Also, like every couple months or so, I think about how all those other non-pedos in the cast lost all that residual money when the news came out and they pulled their syndication. All because of a middle-aged man pedo perv. What the hell are Ruthie and Barry Watson supposed to do now? They probably got into real estate. I digress. After Seventh Heaven started, Ashley was further exposed to the public when she started making appearances on her sister's reality show, Newlyweds with Nick and Jessica, in 2003. Then, in 2004, it was finally time for Ashley to step into the spotlight by pulling back from acting and instead embarking on a music career of her own. Her new MTV reality show was to document her journey towards releasing her first album. By this point, I think Papa Joe had fully incepted the public. When the show started, I fully knew who she was and cared enough to watch. And oh, I'm so glad I did. Upon re-watching all two seasons of The Ashley Simpson Show, my first impression was that the opening title sequence is the embodiment of one of those plastic inflatable chairs one might buy at Eclair's or Spencer's Gifts. It's fun and colorful and just makes you feel good. I would maybe compare the entire series to an inflatable chair. It's great for a while and then at some point you're like, Eh, I need something a little more substantial to support my 12-year-old spine. So you get up and take a seat in the office chair in the family living room slash office where you surf AOL until it's time for dinner. But damn, if by the time you get out of school the next day, you can't wait to get back in your inflatable chair to curl up with a V.C. Andrews novel your librarian tried to deter you from checking out in the first place. Is this analogy too specific to my own personal experience? Either way, what I'm saying is that the show doesn't have much going on in it, but it's still enjoyable. Though it lacks authentic drama, it is an interesting peek into the psyche of a young woman. It was in the rewatch that I made the connection between Jessica and Ashley and Dottie and Kit from A League of Their Own. Like Kit, Ashley is very aware of her identity and is triggered by people comparing her to her sister. From the beginning of the show, we are told time and time again that Ashley is not like the other pop girls. She is not like Hilary Duff. 
She is not like Brittany. And most importantly, she is sure as shit not like Jessica. Ashley is also, I'm sorry, but so annoying like Kit. She's a hardcore whiner and often very childish and unprofessional. Now, I know this is hashtag Ashley 2020, but don't misconstrue this as me being overly critical of Ashley. She's only 19 when the show first started filming and airing. Now, sure, there are plenty of 19-year-olds in showbiz who are pros. People who show up on time and ready to work. People who don't complain. Ashley certainly isn't very mature, but I wouldn't go so far as to say she's any worse than the average teenager. Ashley usually conducts herself as a totally unremarkable 19-year-old. I'm sure many of you wouldn't want any footage of us moving through the world at that age. You wouldn't want people seeing how you got fired from your Hollister job or maybe squandering an opportunity because you weren't prepared. So while her behavior on the show doesn't surprise or offend me, still, nonetheless, not a good look and can be grating at times. For example, here's a clip of Ashley from episode 3 talking about going to business meetings. I'm Ashley, nice to meet you. Hi, good to see you. Ashley, nice to meet you. I'm Ashley, nice to meet you. I'm sorry I'm late. I stopped at being on time. I went shopping this morning. It was really nice. <laughs> okay, we should write a song about your timekeeping. I am so late to every single meeting I go to. I'm really late. Do you know where you are? I got so lost. I'm so sorry. Oh, God. Okay. And Oh, they start. Please proceed. That's Terry. The highlighted route. <laughs> then the route guidance will start. All right, Terry. In 200 meters, next slight right. Slight right? I'm so confused. Sounded really scary. I should not have a driver's license. You have arrived at your destination. I hope this is it. Now, okay, I get that driving around the hills of Los Angeles isn't easy, but at some point, you have to learn that getting around Los Angeles is hard and you have to factor in extra time. Throughout the run of the series, that doesn't really sink in. She's constantly annoying people with her chronic lateness. The unprofessionalism is a huge indicator of how green she is in regards to the business. Another thing that kind of exposes Ashley's total inexperience is Jessica. Like Lori Petty's kit, when Ashley is by herself, you recognize her beauty and talent. But then when Gina Davis's Dottie shows up, Jessica, you're like, oh, wait, there's the star. Her looks, her talent, her humor, her composure, her poise. You don't notice the complete disparity until they're right next to each other. Of course, Jessica is older. She's been in the business longer. She's been working on her singing and performing her entire life. At this point, she's been getting top-level hair and makeup for years, so she knows how to put herself together and the public persona she has to play. Ashley is years and years behind Jessica on that front, so of course she doesn't measure up. But I would argue that could be a big contributor to the downfall of her career. Joe Simpson, in his impatience to create a dynasty, shoved her out on the world stage before she was quite ready to do so. But we'll get into that during part two of this episode coming out next Wednesday. Wednesday.
I know. I know. There's just so much to cover on Ashley, and I didn't want to rush it. I want to luxuriate in it. Next week, we'll get more into her show, Ryan Cabrera, the SNL incident, the fallout, the fallout boy, otherwise known as Pete Wentz, the nose job, and much, much more. Play Do You Remember This is researched, written, narrated, and edited by me, Dara Lane. If you aren't already, please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and leave a rating and review. You can follow updates on the pod on Instagram and Facebook. We also have a private Facebook group you can join and some early 2000s Spotify playlists I've put together. You can find those links on the show's Instagram. And please, if you like the podcast, share it. Tell your friends. It's true what they say. It takes a village to make me famous. If you have any questions, comments, or show suggestions, please email this at gmail.com. So, you're invited to come back next week. We've got a table, and I've put you on the list for Lay Do You Remember This. I hit that